couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, I delivered a message called the Shema, uh, which is a Hebrew word for the answer that Jesus gave when he was asked, what is the greatest commandment? And the Shema is to, you know, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And it overflows with a lot of new meaning when you begin to actually look at it in its Hebraic context and get a visual on what they understood at the moment that Jesus said it. And according to Jesus, there was another command that was just like it. That's his own words. And the second command is just like it. And that command was to love your neighbor as yourself. Turn with me, please, if you will, to the 12th chapter of the book of Mark. We're going to read uh, verses 28 through 33. Mark chapter 12. When you arrive at your destination, say, I love the word. All right, starting with verse 28. Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And there is no other commandment greater than these. Wow. Jesus took a moment to boil down all 630-odd commandments uh, in the Jewish law to two different things. And he said, these are the most important things. And today I want to look at the other half of that. The first one was called the Shema. Uh, today's message is entitled Hesed. I'm not, I'm not Jewish, so I'm not going to pretend to speak Yiddish or any of the other, but it's sometimes it's spelled with a C-H, and that's because it's actually kind of pronounced with that guttural Hesed. And so I'm just going to use the phrase Hesed, covenant love. The Shema, Hero Israel, our Lord is one. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength is followed up in today's text with love your neighbor as yourself, or the chesed. This particular portion of scripture encompasses that Hebrew word, chesed, which fundamentally means love, loving kindness, benefit. being a beneficial person to help people that are in trouble. Jesus said that, sh- that the Shema was the greatest commandment, and he said the Hesed was just like it. They're two different Hebrew words. And Matthew notes that Jesus said about the Shema and the Hesed that all the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. Everything else that was written in the law and all the prophets, in other words, the entire written word as they had it at that time, could all be boiled down to these two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second, which is just like it, in other words, has equal value, is love your neighbor as yourself. The importance of the command to love your neighbor is, is laced throughout the New Testament. We see it over and over again. 
The Apostle Paul, for example, said about the whole law that the whole law was fulfilled in this one command. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 14, he said, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, that's with a capital W, meaning the word of God, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Peter even wrote about it, and he said, Above all, above everything else, love each other deeply. First Peter 4, 8. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Uh, John, the apostle John, had something to say about love in every one of his letters. And he said in 1 John chapter 3, verse 11, for this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that you should love one another. So again, it's, it's, it's laced throughout the New Testament what Jesus had to say. He used a very Hebrew context of the Shema to say, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul. And he used a very Hebraic context of the word chesed by saying, love your neighbor as yourself. <clears throat> James, uh, he had something to say about it as well. And he called the command the royal law. In James chapter 2, verse 8, if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And if you do this, you do well. We should love our neighbor as ourselves. The first note that you have uh, in your handout is the first century followers of Jesus put Hesed, that Hesed commandment, at the very top of their marching orders. At the very top of their marching orders, everywhere they went, it was about loving others right where they were at. It was about loving other people regardless of, of uh, how different they may be. It was about loving other people regardless of what they stood for. It was about loving the other human being. And in fact, uh, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And here's another command that's just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So these folks, these first century followers of Jesus, they realized that the requirement to love God, this is, this is where it boils down to, the requirement to love God is expressed best in how we love our neighbor. Okay, and that's really where it's at. And I think it could be best described to say, for example, that the proclamation of the Shema is empty and it's meaningless without the activity of the chesed. One is a proclamation, the other is an activity that validates the proclamation. That's very important. Shema is a proclamation because it starts off with, Hear, O Israel! Chesed is, a, is the proof in the pudding that validates that what you're proclaiming is actually true in your life. Love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, you cannot truly say that you love God with your whole heart, with your whole soul, and with all your strength, if you do not love others. Oh, we're really good at putting on our Christian exterior, and yet we're holding something against our neighbor, or we're holding something against a family member, or we're, we're just, we look at a certain class of people as, as we look down our noses at them. And, and here we see that the actual activity Chesed, that proves the proclamation, is to love your neighbor as yourself. And how you love others is the proof in the pudding. 
you can show up at church every Sunday in any church and praise and worship God and put on every exterior picture that you are a man, just a God lover, someone who loves the Lord and then hold unforgiveness or hold uh, disdain for other people. And the scriptures would say, no, you don't really love the Lord. You love yourself. So chesed is wrapped up in loving your neighbor as you love yourself. But how do you actually love your neighbor as yourself? And maybe, you know, to get cheeky for a minute, that's part of our problem is that we do love our neighbor as ourself. And for the most part, we don't love ourselves very much. We hold disdain to ourselves. We carry shame ourselves. We are hurt or wounded ourselves. And you know the old phrase is that if you're hurt or wounded, excuse me, hurt or wounded people, hurt and wound people. So Jesus gave a pretty good description of it, what it looks like in Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, when he said this, Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. Look what he says. For this is the law and the prophets. Now connect that to what we learned from the Shema and from the Chesed, which says that all of the law and the prophets hang on these two things. And here Jesus is saying the golden rule, we've all grown up with it with flannel graphs in Sunday school. Whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. And he's saying for this is what? The law and the prophets. So he's boiled it down to even another definition. Now look how the message translation of the Bible puts it. It's really cool. Here is a simple rule of thumb guide for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. Add up God's law and prophets, and this is what you get. Now maybe one of the best ways to look at the rule might be through the back door. In other words, instead of and looking at it from a negative vantage point. Many times there's actually some reinforcement that happens from the negative vantage point that doesn't happen from the positive vantage point. A Jewish rabbi was teaching a class, class of sixth graders and he asked them to write two different golden rule lists. One uh, of the actions that they would want other people to do to them and the other one of actions that they would not, do not, want people to do to them. And their do list was pretty brief, and quite frankly, it was very vague because they would say things, well, I want them to love me, or I want them to respect me, or I want them to help me. But their do not list was much longer and more defined with greater clarity. They'd say things like, don't hit me, don't lie to me, don't make fun of me, don't laugh at me, don't ignore me. So even these sixth graders, writing it from the negative vantage point, boiled it down with more clarity than they did the other way around. So maybe number three, here it is, one of the best ways to love others is to never, never do something to them that you wouldn't want done to you. Because just like sixth graders, we're going to be very vague about the things that we do but we're not going to be very vague about the things that we don't want done. So why don't you look at that golden rule from the negative, from the opposite direction for just a moment. Instead of do unto others what you would have them do unto you. Why don't you say, I'll never do something to someone else that I wouldn't want someone doing to me. Maybe it'll cause some different actions. 
But can any of us say that we actually go through a day without doing something to another person that we wouldn't want done to us? Probably not. Whether we shake a fist at somebody or give them the Hawaiian good luck sign. Don't worry, I'm not going to demonstrate it. Uh, you know, just other things that we go, you know, we, we should think about what don't I want someone else doing to me? Or the person that's tailgating you. And you hit their brakes just to give them, hit your brakes just to give them a signal. signal. What, you did that this week? Oh, okay. Anybody ever been there? Or dealing with the person who's tailgated you only to pass you and then hit their brakes in front of you. I mean, you know, uh, so you play a game of car tag. How much fun can that be? So think about it for a minute. Examine yourself and wonder, what have I, what have I done to someone this week that I wouldn't want done to me? How have I treated another person this week that I wouldn't want to be treated that way? How have I looked at or judged another person this week that I wouldn't want them looking at me and judging me that way? Okay, so we can reverse it and then say, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So, Shema, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And Chesed, love your neighbor as yourself. Chesed is to love as God loves. And God's not a respecter of persons. He doesn't judge by the exterior he judges by what's on the inside but humans judge by what's on the outside but we're called to chesed love like god loves excuse me chesed is a love that never gives up chesed is a love that is steadfast you can count on it Chesed is a love that is like a solid rock. It's going to be there no matter what. Chesed is a love that's faithful. It's a love that persists beyond sin and beyond betrayal. Anybody in the room ever been betrayed? Two or three. The rest of you just don't want to admit it. So it, 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 it goes beyond, persists even beyond betrayal. How many know it is not easy to love the person who betrays you? And yet, for many of us, we betray Jesus regularly and just carte blanche expect him to keep loving us the same. Here's the deal. He does. But we don't. That's a part of the deal. Chesed is not a feeling. It is an action. Chesed, for example, is the bone-weary father that will drive through the night to go bail out his drug-addicted son. Chesed is the mom who spends day after thankless day spoon feeding and wiping up after her disabled child and loving doing it. Chesed is the unsung pastor's wife whose long-suffering, tearful prayers keep her exhausted husband from falling apart at the seams. Thank you, Miss Diane. Chesed is a love that can be counted on year after year Decade after decade, it's not about the thrill of romance, because that's fleeting, it, but it is about the security of faithfulness. 
And knowing, if as I just used Diane for an example, that no matter what happens, come hell or high water, if we lost everything in the world, our love would still continue and will hold us together. That is chesed. We're supposed to love like God's love. Chesed is something that happens within an existing relationship, whether it's between uh, uh, two people or between you and people or whether it's between God and man. Number four, on your paper, in our earthly relationships, chesed conveys loving our neighbor not merely in terms of emotional feelings, but in acts of loving kindness and service. I read in a book, uh, I might have been uh, Walking in the Dust of Rabbi Jesus, where it said something about, you know, a uh, warm emotional feeling is throwing the person who's hungry on the side of the road a dollar, but loving act of kind, uh, kindness is taking that person to McDonald's and buying them a burger. You know? Uh, Micah chapter 6, verse 8 in the New Living Translation says this, The Lord has told you what is good, and this is what is required of you, to do what is right, to love chesed, mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. We, and I want you to keep this in mind that the Jews had over 600 commandments. And when that scribe, that lawyer, showed up that day and said, Jesus, which one is the most important? Out of all of them, which one would you say is the most important? He started with the Shema, to say, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And he said, the second is exactly like it. Or, if I may paraphrase, the second is the proof that you actually believe the first. And that is to love your neighbor as yourself. Hesed basically describes one's actions, not feelings, one's actions toward another human being. There's a big difference between how you feel and how you act. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 in the English Standard Version of the Bible says, If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. So Jesus is saying, if you don't love your neighbor, you don't love God. You're fooling yourself. And in all this, the most powerful use of the word chesed isn't about how we, in our human capacity, love other people, but really the truest essence and description of it is how God loves you and me. That is really where it's at. Number five, God is a covenant, is in covenant with us because of his commitment of chesed. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but should have everlasting life. John chapter 3, verse 16. How many know that his, his has said, his way of loving lasts forever? And he doesn't love you any less, it, whether you're down low or whether you're up high. He doesn't love you any more, whether you're up high or down low. He loves every one of us exactly the same, regardless of our actions. And, and by and large, none of us deserve it. We all fall short of it. For all fall short of the glory of God. Right on? And so I want you to turn with me now to the 136th chapter of the book of Psalm. Psalm 136. 
Now remember that the best description or definition of hesed is found in how he loves us. And we are to, we are to imitate that to all other people. And how we love others is the proof in the pudding on how we love God. <laughs> That's not an easy word to swallow. But look here in Psalm 136. So if we're, if we're to love others like God loves us, then here's it goes. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords for his mercy endures forever. To him alone does great wonders for his mercy endures forever. To him who by wisdom made the heavens for his mercy, chesed, same thing, endures forever. To him who by wisdom made the heavens, I think I just read that one. To him who laid out the earth above the waters for his mercy endures forever. To him who made great lights for his mercy endures forever. The sun to rule by day for his mercy endures forever. The moon and stars to rule by night for his mercy endures forever. To him who struck Egypt in their firstborn for his mercy endures forever and brought out Israel from among them for his mercy endures forever with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm for his mercy endures forever to him who divided the Red Sea in two for his mercy endures forever and made Israel pass through the midst of it for his mercy endures forever but over through Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea for his mercy endures forever to him who led <coughs> excuse me his people through the wilderness for his mercy endures forever to him who struck down great kings for his mercy endures forever and slew famous kings for his mercy endures forever Sihon king of the Amorites <coughs> excuse me for his mercy endures forever and Og, king of Bashan, for his mercy endures forever. And gave their land as a heritage, for his mercy endures forever. A heritage to Israel, his servant, for his mercy endures forever. Who remembered us in our lowly state, for his mercy endures forever. And rescued us <coughs> from our enemies, for his mercy endures forever. Who gives food to all flesh, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven, for his mercy endures forever. You think, it, you think you're trying to get a point across? In all of that, every line was followed with first mercy. His love, his chesed, endures forever. It never changes. His love is so unconditional. His love is so faithful, even when we are unfaithful. Amen. His chesed never gives up. It never gives in. It never runs out on me. <laughs> Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 through 23. For the faithful love, chesed, of the Lord never ends. His mercy never ceases. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each and every morning. Amen. David declared that the Lord's goodness and chesed pursued him. Oh, yeah. Here's the one I like, Psalm 23, verse 6. Surely your goodness and unfailing love, chesed, will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I mean, I just shout hallelujah. 
Instead of the Lord coming after me or you like the great cop in the sky getting ready to zap us at every wrong turn, number six on your paper, God's faithful love and, and goodness will resentless, relentlessly hunt you down to give you grace and to give you mercy. I said, come on, chase me, Lord! That's his love, hunting you down to extend and show you grace and mercy. When's the last time you hunted somebody down to show them grace and mercy? When's the last time you hunted down that family member that you're in ought against and you're mad at to show them grace and mercy? When's the last time? When's the last time? That you hunted that person down that has been a burr in your saddle to show them grace and mercy. Because how you love your neighbor is how you love God. The proof of how you love God is shown in how you love your neighbor. Thank you for your enthusiastic silence. And then we see a picture of God's chesed in its fullness at the cross of Jesus Christ. That's number seven on your paper. The fullness of the Lord's chesed is seen in the cross. There, Jesus Christ, the only human ever truly to be loyal to God, the only human to ever truly be loyal and loving to his neighbor uh, is every aspect of life he did what the father wanted him to do and yet he was accused of being a blasphemer he was accused of being a sinner so that we who are unfaithful might be redeemed and that we might be clothed in his faithfulness he took upon his shoulders all of our sins as though they were our as though they were his sins he took upon his shoulders our penalty we don't deserve any part of it but he gives it nonetheless. It doesn't matter that your family member that you're in awe against deserves it or not. It doesn't matter whether your husband or your wife deserves it or not. It doesn't matter whether your kids or your grandkids deserve it or not. You and I are called to love like God loves. So we can't just proclaim the Shema. Oh, I love you, Lord, with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. You cannot proclaim chesed or Shema if you don't love others like God loves you. That's something we all should take a personal look at. Every one of us. Can I get an amen? amen. The the Lord's chesed, Jonathan, you can come on up. The Lord's chesed will never let you go. In the midst of trials, in the midst of tragedies, we can cry out to a loving God in confidence that nothing in all creation is going to separate me from the love of God. There's nothing, nothing, I'll say it again with, with impact, there's nothing that I can ever stop God from loving you, Dale. Nothing. You could never do anything to cause God to love you less. He loves you. Romans chapter 8, as I get ready to close, verse 38 through 39. I am convinced 
that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Amen. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you can believe that and you can receive it, would you give the Lord a praise in the house of God today? So we have this powerful text where Jesus was asked, hey master, rabbi, teacher, you speak with great authority and miracles are following you. Uh, which one of the commandments is the best? Which one in your opinion, master, is the most important? And he starts it off with the Shema, which as I told you a couple weeks ago, something that every Jew in the setting there when he spoke that day caused their ears to perk because they were taught those words from the first time they could speak their parents taught them their word those words here O Israel the Lord our God is one Lord and then he said uh, here's the two commandments love the Lord with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and with all your strength and the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself and what I really want us and I've preached this before but I want us to gather this 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 thought in our head let us leave with this thought in our heart how I love another is the proof and how I love God now let's go in from the back door on the negative side how I don't love another is proof that I don't love God now some people don't like that because they think they're just they got all their religious packaging just right but I've seen more people that have great religious packaging but they're in unforgiveness they're in bitterness they're in enmity with a pastor or enmity with a, per, a, a church or with an ex or with somebody in life that they've not forgiven got to understand that we are forgiven by the Father to the degree that we forgive others. So you can see the chesed revalued many times throughout the scripture. You come to the altar, go and make right with your brother before you come bring your offering to the altar, the scripture would say. Go fix things. And I would suggest not because I have any prior knowledge but I don't preach messages that are by and large reactive I'm just gonna preach a message because I know something that's going on I, I, no not the case this is proactive but I would be willing to bet because we're all human that we all got something that we're holding against somebody I would I'd be willing to bet that might include all of us, even the best of us. We got something that we're holding against somebody. For some of you, there is someone in your life who you have not treated 
like you would want them to treat you. And that's the whole law and all the prophets. Jesus said, this, friends, is everything. It ain't about the music. It ain't about the lights. It ain't about the church. It ain't about the pastor. It isn't about the programs. It's about how you love your neighbor. And that said is an action. That's what I want you to gather here this morning. Chesed is an action. Shema is a proclamation, and the action proves the proclamation. So I'm not going to ask you to jump through fiery hoops or anything along those lines this morning, because I'm going to have Jonathan basically bring us that song of uh, One Thing Remains Again. Your love never fails, never gives up. When you sing those words, or you read them on the screen, look at yourself and go, my love gave up there. My love failed there. Then you need to fix that with Jesus. Fixing stuff with Jesus isn't defined by how many people run to the altar and kneel down, weep and cry. You can sit right there and fix everything with Jesus. However, maybe you feel like coming to the altar. Maybe you'd like somebody to pray with you. And that's okay as well. Sharon, why don't you come on up, take a position over there. Who's one of my other uh, prayer people that are over here? Let me see. Raise your hand if you're one of the other. All right. Steve and Deanna, you come over here on this side. So, here's the dealio. I don't want anybody approaching an altar because they've been moved by eloquent speech or their emotions have been evoked because the preacher talked them into it. I want you to be moved by the convincing and provocation of the Holy Spirit. And again, that might just be grabbing your wife's hand because you're kind of at odds with each other right now and just holding on and taking a breath letting God heal things mm, it might be that you know somebody here at the church that you're having ought against and you need to go fix it wouldn't that take some bravery to get up from your seat go to another person take them by the hand and what is that what am I doing there's a scripture in Romans I think it's 826, I think, that we don't know what we ought to pray. We don't have the words to pray, but the Spirit prays for us with groanings and interceding for us. And that word groanings is the uh, Greek word stenagmos, and it means sigh. So when I don't have the words to say, speaking for me so I'm challenging you this morning this ain't about you running up here to an altar it's about you fixing something taking action and we do have some prayer warriors here maybe you want to come and you want to have somebody pray with you and just agree with you and hold your hand whatever it may be they're going to be here for that purpose and I invite you and I encourage you to come and receive from 
we're going to let this song go through and I, I want you to fix stuff let's take some action let's be a do something church let's be a church that does more than says what they believe but do and does what we believe amen Shema hear O Israel the Lord our God our God is one love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Kassad! And love your neighbor as yourself.